I'm super happy. Are you happy? Welcome to the BU Find Happy Podcast. Here you'll find tips and tricks to inspire you on your way to happiness, to live a courageous life of authenticity, and learn how to speak your truth with grace. I'm Michaela Johnson, and welcome to our podcast. I am so excited to have you on the BU Find Happy podcast. You guys are doing incredible things with sound, music, all sorts of amazing stuff. Can you share with the listeners a little bit about who you each are and how you kind of got where you are today? Of course. Uh, well, th- first of all, thank you so much for having us today. Uh, Frank, you yeah. want to go first? Well, I'll, I'll go first and quick, and then you can fill in the gaps. Okay. Uh, we work together as, as songwriters and composers, and we put together this series called Gratitude, which is basically a, a short introduction to meditation. It includes music. It includes uh, Reiko's beautiful voice. It includes, includes inspiring words and some visual images that bring us in touch with those elements of everyday experience that we can be gra- grateful for. So we got that's that's what our our program is, and we've been doing that for about a year or a little over. And um, Reiko, why don't you explain a little bit more? Yeah, well, we realize how important what important role the music plays in our life lives, and we um, just uh, it all started when Frank took a trip to Nile River. And he, to make a long story short, he started messaging me with all that um, overwhelming uh, thoughts that came to his heart with just just being there and, you know, seeing the uh, how people just live so simply, yet, you know, everything so much came out from there. And he... Um, came home with a bunch of words, inspiring words, and we put all the music together with the words that he wrote down. Um, and we made this um, gratitude theory, uh, a series where we guide people into meditation with music, both energetic and relaxing, energetic for the morning and relaxing for the nighttime and it works for us. So we knew that it will work for everybody, even though you are, you know, they are kind of getting into learning how to meditate and everything. So that's how we started with this um, musical journey with gratitude, meditation stuff. We knew wow. that there was a, a mystery of about meditation. Some people say, you know, I can't meditate. Other people seem to have no trouble. And there's, as I say, a little bit of, uh, uncertainty about what meditation really is. So we designed this as a very gentle first step for people who are interested in meditation to experience perhaps a a bit of its relaxing effects. These are short six, seven, eight minute little vignettes. As I say, they have visual components. They are uh, musical. They have uh, some interesting uh, sound arrangements. Our collaborator on this program is a fellow by the name of Alex Vaughn. And a couple of years ago, he won a Grammy for his work in what's called microtonal arrangement. And so some of these pieces have uh, 
unique kind of a, a sound to them that you can barely discern, but that's very engaging to the mind. So this is the kind of the starting point for what we do, and and we've gotten good response to it. People seem to like this kind of um, this kind of uh, gentle introduction. As I say, it's great for people who say, "Oh, I can't meditate." It's um, it's surprising well, because you can land you can land right in the middle of it without knowing. You know, as you guys are talking, I'm just kind of reflecting on how I've you know been doing meditation for a long, 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 long time now. And I've learned over the years, all of these different amazing ways in which you can meditate. I mean, even, even food, even eating can be meditative. If you're, you know, showing up to it with some sort of cognitive awareness for the process and being grateful for the food and things like that. So I love that you're tying the gratitude component into the meditation because, Mm. you know, when I first started kind of doing meditative practices, there was always music involved. It was just easier for me to get into a more peaceful and calm space. And there was also usually nature involved in some way, you know, where I was, um, if not music, I was sitting out, you know, by a babbling brook or by the river looking and noticing and taking in, you know, kind of just the gloriousness of the surroundings and that sort of thing. Um, but I, I really feel strongly that gratitude is such an important component to uh, meditation. And I think that's gotten kind of lost. You know, if we show up in a way for meditation where we're starting with an intention of being grateful for something, right. um, it really just shifts the dynamic in which we enter into that space. And I think it really helps us calm the mind a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Isn't that a great little way to kind of sneak up on it? When you focus on these basic, basic elements of life that we can breathe in the air and we can see the water and we can we can walk to where we want to get. Right. Those are very basic things. And it's such a great access point. Right. Well, you know, the other component that I really find fascinating is um, I've been learning a lot lately about different tonality and how every everything on the planet has a vibration. It has a frequency. And, um, you know, how I even had a podcast guest recently that was talking about the fact that each one of us as humans has our own song, our own uniqueness in our vibration, Mm -hmm. our frequency. Um, so I love that you're picking up on that and kind of bringing that to, to the forefront. I'm uh, deaf to communication in one ear, so Mm -hmm. I can hear really high pitch and very low pitch in one ear, but I cannot hear language at all. And, um, in the other ear I can, so it's it's interesting how I can pick up on frequencies that that people can't hear. You know, they'll say I, like I'll say, "Do you hear that?" and they're like, "No, I don't. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about." I'm like, oh gosh, it's it's like a really low low pitch, like a like a rumble, you know. No, no, don't hear it. So it seems like my high and low have like a, a, a just a bigger um breadth or awareness or something, you know, in tune wow. because I don't have the middle range in one ear. It's interesting wow. because one of the things that that suggests is that people can expand that as you listen closely to music and really get inside it. You can enrich your tonality, understanding of different tonality and its impact. Just like yeah, I really, I really think that's a true statement. I mean, I see it mostly as frustrating but because, you know, I'll be hearing the, the high whiz of a fan blade and no one else could hear it. I'm like, it's so annoying. <laughs> like, wow. I don't hear it. You know? It's um, that old but, story about the musicians with perfect pitch who listen to the fan blade and are just so annoyed by it because yeah. slightly out of sync. Have you experienced that? Is, right? that? is that true? Are you? I've never heard that before. 
So that's an actual thing? Yeah. I thought I was the only one. I'm so irritated by (laughs) fans. And that's crazy. I didn't even know this was a thing. So musicians that have have a certain range of pitch can can hear this too? Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm known to have a perfect pitch. And I just, uh, I do have massive annoyance when I am either... um, well, like, you know, with, uh, professionally said, like, uh, uh, recently I got to sing with an amazing vocalist, all six of them live at, um, uh, it's for a Disney project. And, um, it was us just, you know, going with the microphone at Disney studio with the, everybody's facing the microphone together, six of us singing. And, um, it was, Everybody had a perfect pitch, so it was amazing. But there were other times where I am working with other vocalists where I can hear um, just a slight, uh, you know, uh, flat or sharp. And it's just, to me, I guess I, I argue with the producer sometimes because, you know, I hear a certain, um, you know, uh, off sound or whatever you call it yeah that that most you know most people do not hear so yes i i I feel you on feel feel you there i i get it i thought i was like the only person on the planet that was so annoyed by this it's just funny and no one else can hear it and i'm like it's so obvious (laughs) yeah and like turn off the fan just turn it off i don't (laughs) that's unbelievable um well i'm glad i'm glad to know you know um i kind of always thought that so I play I play bass guitar and I've never had any any kind of formal instruction really a couple handful of vocal lessons in my life but I play by ear so that's um yes it's it's interesting um because you know being half deaf you would think that I wouldn't be able to play by ear but that's like it's it's very natural to me to Mm, to hear something and then play it yeah in a way I think you have a lot more focus because of the Mm. um yeah you don't hear uh like you know, distract. yes, that's wild. You know, this kind of just brings up the point of to kind of tie it back into gratitude. It's like, you know, even our ailments or our, you know, unique uniqueness or our, you know, little discrepancies can be um, gifts in our life, depending on how we look at them and how we kind of approach them, which is, it's a neat concept. You know, that's a neat mm-hmm. idea. Mm-hmm. Right? Just think of how that uh, can focus uh, in, in your case to, play the guitar or as I say in the course of listening to gratitude meditation or other meditation programs you gradually enrich your ability to hear that you start to feel it speaking of bass guitar it's a an instrument that you feel as the vibrations as much as here so very much so there's certainly a path there that's very rich for people to proceed on and whether you're a, a student of music or a casual listener there's really an opportunity and that's what we tried to do was to open the door to that make us a, a, a simple access point for people to get involved you know right. and, and reiko as you were talking earlier i was even reflecting on uh, my son is uh he he hates to admit this but he is an incredible beatboxer so oh, wow. he learned it on his own at a very young age, like around two, he just started kind of making those noises with his mouth. And since then we've gone to see some of the more well-known, um, yeah. acapella groups. And I mean, it is really incredible how, you know, you can almost create these musical instruments with your mouth and create an entire piece with, uh, you know, uh, just a handful of, of voices. It's, it's right. amazing. Oh yeah. It's really incredible. 
For sure. I, I, you know, when people ask me, what is your uh, main instruments? I said my voice because yes. I really believe the voice is uh, an instrument. And like your son, I mean, that is the most uh, gifted thing that uh, first, you know, he started doing that when he was two, just like I started playing piano all by my ear around that age. And I think my uh, parents got me a teacher when it was like four or five, but it was bless your heart for expanding his gift that God given gift that he got and, you know, bringing him to a, you know, a higher level. I mean, that is a really, really good parenting. <laughs> I, well, you know, thank you. yeah, it's, it's, he really... gets shy about it. He doesn't, he's, um, <laughs> you know, he's not a very out, uh, you know, outgoing kind of personality. So he gets shy about beatboxing, but when he does it, people are like, what? Wow, oh you know? that's great. You know, Reiko, this is a it would be great if you could tell a story about your being a little older than that and, and yeah. first being introduced to music in a very unique way. Yeah, yeah. That. Yeah, I mean, I uh, so I, as I said, my parents saw something in me, I guess, just like you saw something in your son that she uh, my mom, my mom especially got me a piano teacher. And she was a very, um, now I know she was a very progressive female Japanese piano teacher. I, I grew up in Tokyo, Japan. And um, so she started coming to my house, you know, typically like, you know, teaching me how to play the, the piano by Hanon and, you know, this, you know, street music. And I one day threw a tantrums because I wanted to play outside and I just wanted to be with my friends. And I'm like five years old. And uh, you know, I said, you're fired. You're never going to come back here. You know, I don't want to ever see your face <laughs> and all that stuff. And then oh, wow. She, she said, okay, that's good. You know, let's, let's go burn all this sheet music and text, um, in your backyard. And I'm like, wow, you are actually a cool piano teacher. So we went to our backyard and, and we sure enough burnt all the sheet music and text and everything. And, and we went back to the, the room and she said, okay, so we're going to play a game instead. So I'm like, okay, I love games. So she said, okay, so I'm going to start playing chords. You're going to turn around and start naming all the chords that I play. And I, I did that. We did that for like two weeks. And then she said, okay, now you come to the piano and face the piano. Okay, now you're going to start playing your mother. And I said, my mother. And she said, yes, whatever you feel, whatever comes to your mind, with all the chords that you, you listen to, I want you to compose your mother. And wow. without, without skipping a beat, I composed from the verse, pre-chorus, chorus, and uh, intro, outro, everything, and I played my mother. That was my first composition when I was about five. That's unbelievable. Wow. Frank, uh, uh, Frank <laughs> how did you get into music? How, how I don't you, have how a story you... like that, I'm sorry to say. <laughs> My wow. only connection is that I went to Berkeley, but unfortunately not the music school. I went to the other one. So that's my, <laughs> that's my connection there. Wow, yeah. that's that's still incredible. I'm I mean, I just, you know, I'm always I'm always so enamored by people who have been able to to take something as beautiful as music and and make a career of it. That's just really spectacular. I mean, I just find that to be um you know, I just think it's such a special, cool thing that a lot of people, you know, don't, they get, they kind of get stuck in this idea that, oh, I have to go be an accountant or I have to go do this or that. <laughs> so it's so neat that you guys 
you know, we're able to take these gifts and really make a career out of them. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's really a blessing to be recognized with our gifts. And, you know, it's really like, I am very grateful to have Frank as, as a team member because I, the, the most problem that I have is the, the words. My, the words come last to my, my brain. And he is such an amazing lyricist. And, you know, um, yeah, that's, that's, uh, really. so Frank okay. comes up with all the words. He develops all the gratitude component of it. Yes. He, oh, he's, okay. yeah, he starts with it. And then, uh, uh, you know, he also puts music. So we, you know, collaborate on every area. Um, and so, you know, that's how I, I really believe that collaboration and teamwork is really, really important because, you know, I'm from Japan, you know, he grew up grew up here and then like we have so many different like people from all, all over the world or states where they can bring in a lot of um, different nuances that that you know each of us don't have into one project and it just becomes this magical piece oh I bet I bet and so Reiko can you still can people still download or listen to the co- composition you did of your mom no, my gosh, I can still play, uh, completely play, play it, but I never like recorded it professionally. It was like so long ago. Wow. That would be kind of a neat project for the two of you, though. Imagine oh, I know, like, right? coming back to it now as, um, you know, as a grown woman and reflecting back on that and the relationship between you and your mom and tying in the gratitude component. I mean, that would be huge. Wow. Yeah. I was five and you know, yeah, I can completely, I totally remember what I wrote. So yeah. Hey, thank you for the idea. That's That's like the, the psychotherapy side of me, right. Is always like trying to turn (laughs) some story into some healing project or something. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Um, so how can people, how can people participate in, um, oh, I wanted to ask you guys, have you heard of Peter B. Helland? Are you familiar with him? No, not. Oh, I don't think so. Okay. He, he's a musician and he does a lot of meditative music as well. Mm. Okay. Um, it's pretty, yeah, he's pretty incredible. Um, I spend a lot of my time in the sauna doing my meditations and I usually put on his stuff. So I'd love to put on your guys' stuff. Where can people get this? Where can they, where can they find out yes, more? It's at gratitudevideo.com. Oh, wow. And is it a, like a subscription-based service or how does that work? Well, it's a free, it's a free service. We did this yeah. not, not to make a buck, but to offer it as a little contribution to people. So you can download some of the episodes of the podcast and uh, offer suggestions for what else you'd like to hear and listen to the ones we have uh, as we publish them. We have some in, in process on animals and actually some on sleep and some other areas that we haven't gotten to do yet, but they're out there. Wow, that's really incredible. Um, I love the sleep the sleep component because, you know, so many people these days struggle with insomnia and just, you know, different areas of not being able to kind of find that peaceful place of shutting down the mind at the end of the day. And one of the things that I recommend is that people do consider, um, it, it do consider it, gratitude in the evening. I actually do a five minute, um, gratitude reflection journal. So just something mm-hmm. I'm grateful for from the day. Um, so I think that's a really neat, a, a neat tie in there. Yeah. My friend really turned the me on to that. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. As as Reiko said earlier, the the structure of the the gratitude series is to have one in the morning that's energizing and kind of wakes you up and gets you going for the day, and then at the end of the day, one that's relaxing, same musical theme, same basic idea, but one that's framed in a a more uh, relaxing way and to tie in a, a journal of gratitude and things that you're grateful for. Boy, that's mm-hmm. that's just puts the cherry on top of the ice cream. It it does. And, you know, I, I really feel like, and we've had, you know, kind of gratitude experts on this podcast and that sort of thing, but I really do feel like gratitude isn't a choice. It's a responsibility that we all have to mm. each other and, and to the way that we show up in the world. I really feel like it's such an important component because, you know, truly our perspective on events and experiences in life can be completely shifted by the way in which we approach them from a gratitude standpoint or lack thereof. That is mm-hmm. true. That is so true. I like what you said. It's a responsibility because yes. think of how it reframes even the even the most basic mundane moments in life uh, mm-hmm. shift your and take control of your own um, your own thinking. And mm-hmm. what a great way to do it. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I often tell people, you know, you can get frustrated and angry that you're behind a slow car, or you can say, wow, this is a great opportunity for me to get to, you know, be more aware of, of the nature around me or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, have a little extra time to listen to this podcast that I've been wanting to listen to or whatever. And, you know, shifting in that way um, can take negative experiences and turn them into something that becomes something you're grateful for. And, okay. you know, I, and I, and I understand, you know, that not all tragedies start that way. Like, I think, you know, anytime that we have something that, you know, we feel is painful and this and that, there's just a process of, of accepting that it's painful and it's part of the human experience, but then Mm -hmm. getting to that place where you can say, I'm grateful that I had this time. Honestly, folks, I don't know what to tell you. This was such a phenomenal episode with Frank and Reiko, and I'm sure that you enjoyed listening to it as much as I enjoyed talking with them. I am not sure what happens sometimes in the crazy world of all things technology, and unfortunately, we lost the absolute best part of this podcast, which was the very end uh, where we really kind of started to dive deep into the concepts of gratitude and meditation. But here's what I can promise you. Frank and Reiko will absolutely be back. Make sure you look for the new podcast, But Why, where we ask all sorts of questions and go a little bit deeper on things that maybe you thought you knew. Enjoy this beautiful clip that Frank and Reiko provided as part of this wonderful Thanksgiving special all focused on gratitude. I hope you enjoy this beautiful piece. And perhaps that's why it cut out to begin with so that we could all have a moment of silence and just enjoy this beautiful music. Thanks for tuning in. I hope your Thanksgiving is filled with gratitude, love, peace, and joy. journey of how I thrive.
This has been a BU Find Happy podcast. For more inspiration, check out the links.